I V M. Hello, simplifiers. Oh, so now we have a collective noun for people who listen to the show. Uh, well, I wanted to make one. Any suggestions? <laughs> a gullible of simplified listeners. <laughs> wasn't wasn't Mitro called the collective noun for a large group of people who are about to get screwed or something? <laughs> True. Hmm. So we need a collective noun for a small but growing set of people who are about to become smarter. Uh, a school of simplified listeners? Uh, no, no. But it needs to become ostensibly smarter. With very little input. Oh, yeah. an MBA mm. of simplified listeners. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds right. <laughs> Bingo. Yeah. yeah. So hello, MBA of listeners, <laughs> which is now what we are going to collectively call. Yeah. It's an MBA uh, of listeners. Yeah, an yeah. MBA of listeners. And welcome to the foremost podcast, whose epicenter is in Malad. We are your jolly hosts. I am Sriketh. And I'm Chuck. Most of the poor jokes on this podcast are mine. And I'm Naren. I bring the worldly wise wisdom and good looks and uh, sagacity. Not the script. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. In case you're joining us for the and first definitely not the humility of the show. <laughs> In case you're joining us for the first time, guys, uh, Simplified is a show that deconstructs things that happens around you, simplifies them in language that you can understand, and take the practical upshot and impress people with your knowledge. Along the way, there are likely to be several bad jokes, PG Woodhouse references, and hey, this paragraph is there. Verb- Better on Wikipedia also, <laughs> and probably I wrote it. <laughs> we should start this week by celebrating the major success of Digital India. This is the time when a man who besieged Hindu men to rape the dead bodies of Muslim women became the CM of India's most electoral, important electoral state. So we needed something light to take your minds off that horrible fact, and levity came in form of a spoilt hard disk. <laughs> Not just any hard disk, but one containing data of corrupt officials. Just like that, the CVC's website crashes. Central <laughs> Vigilance <laughs> yeah, Commission. Commission. Is this something like how there was a fire in Mantralaya conveniently, but unfortunately burned only those RTO, <laughs> RTI documents which are connected with the yeah. on that floor. Yeah. The fire went <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, Very yeah. specifically directional Sur- vector-based yeah. fire. Surgical <laughs> fire. Surgical <laughs> fire. <laughs> you, you can argue that this is a way more eco-friendly and cheap method actually to get rid of data than like. A fire before yeah. there was a damage of half a floor, noxious gra- gases, all the cleaning up and all that. Here, all that's needed is a fresh sea gate that's ordered from Amazon. Lower ecological footprint. <laughs> Hard disk drives, though, are terribly similar to politicians. They have a life cycle of around four years and are supremely prone to corruption. <laughs> so, Brilliant. <laughs> so I wanted to see why hard disk drives get spoiled. There are several actually uh, reasons: manufacturer faults, problems with brand new discs, heat, improper ventilation, heat can damage the internal moving parts, power surges or corrupted files. But the one that could be the most frustrating is mechanical failure, because chances of recovery are super slim and very expensive if this happens. Uh, your hard drive, hard disk drive won't detect, and uh, there are random noises coming from the disk. Yeah, uh, I can relate to this because a couple of years back, uh, my priced hard drive on which I store all my photos, like since 2002, three, whatever, from the time I had a digital camera, that drive got corrupted. And as it happens, I had lost the hard drive that had the backup, and I had no choice because this is not music that I could re-download or TV mm. shows I could re-download or documents who which had served their purpose after being sent. to a client and put him to sleep this was actually all my <laughs> photos all my memories and many of these were not backed up on facebook and things because hey we didn't have those back in the day right uh so i actually paid close to 35000 for uh, restoring the data wow. thankfully we got back 
all of it yeah. uh, but it's but quite priceless that kind of yeah it is priceless so it it, it was a yeah. huge uh, decision to make but yeah moral of the story yeah. back up your data like once a quarter once a month whatever it means to you i mean it, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's yeah. a very very cheap investment to make yeah. or or save it on the cloud and then let uh, then pay google later for yeah, getting it back that. <laughs> just or that yeah so so what is the profundity of the week <laughs> yeah you mm-hmm. <laughs> waiting to ask that okay mm-hmm. here we go again the source for this doesn't need to be said anymore regular yeah. simplified listeners will know mm-hmm. and uh, new listeners can very easily guess actually <laughs> okay this shows a man with a cape wearing stilettos for some reason <laughs> on top of a very very rocky patch for one okay that might be a woman i'm not quite sure yeah. uh, but that is definitely not trekking apparel or shoes yeah. uh, anyway uh, and it says f e a r has two meanings the first is forget everything and run or the second one is face everything and rise wow the choice is yours Good morning. Absolutely. Uh, and this also is watermarked by living the law of attraction. I have no idea what that means. <laughs> and uh, the metaphor for this, uh, see, it's almost like a dystopian image where there's a woman with a cape on, again, on stilettos during a trek. I'm, I'm not quite sure how she managed to get up that pile of rubble, which has a lot of high rises and stuff in the background. So, law of the, attraction must be gravity, right? Like. <laughs> M1, M2, uh, what is that, uh, you know, the inversely proportional yeah. to the square of the distance. Uh, In any case, I have a better expansion for FEAR. It is forwarding exceedingly annoying rubbish. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that, that sounds yeah. about right. Very yeah. good and very accurate. Right. So I have, I have this nice story about trekking which I can... So a bunch of my friends, they went to this place called Bali Plus. Okay, Bali Pass is some severely... Uh, mountaineering level place to go to is up there and snowbound and all. So India they, only? Yeah, India. So they they have four or five of them. I was I was going to be part of them for some reason. I couldn't go. I had a lot of work. And these guys went. They had a bunch of mountaineers with them. And apparently these guys were going extremely budget. Okay, so they shopped around for the so the mountaineering guys also mighty kacha. So the protocol in these things is you basically put one rope on one rock. Okay, so the experienced guy puts it and then he gives you the rope which you tie around your waist and then you catch that rope and you go up that rope. Sounds like a good thing to skimp money on, no? Yeah. <laughs> so, the thing is, the last guy, there's this one guy, uh-huh. the other end of the rope is I put on the other side of the rock and then, you know, you, mm. you basically walk down. You walk across whatever, secure in the knowledge that that rope is tied to your waist. And after everything is done, after all the guys have crossed wherever they're supposed to cross, the last mountaineering, the team guy, the porter, is supposed to clamber up to the rock which uh, mm-hmm. the rope was tied to, get that rope and come down. Mm. So, after some time, these people become very supremely confident. So, going all over these edges, precipices and all, and Bintas, look, secure, <laughs> eh? rope is there, you can't fall there. And then, they realize that the last guy, in order to save time and labor, he was removing that rope and holding it. So, last guy is walking, being walked oh. like a puppy. Yeah? So, wow. Yeah. So, wow. Quite this is the type of stuff that effect. makes it to tinkle, no? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, let's take a little break uh-huh. uh, before we get into the meat of this uh-huh. episode, which be is right not back. banned in UP. <laughs> yeah. So, be right back. Mm. 
Welcome back to the promised non-veg part of this episode, which is meat. Today, I am going to talk about something very inherent in us. Us, specifically as in simplified hosts uh, or no. uh, the ability, our ability to bullshit on and on for hours on end under the pretense of, uh, what do we do? Educating people, but actually <laughs> making no sense and using it an excuse to slip in the odd P.G. Woodhouse quote. Uh, no? Jeeves, there are times in life when one wonders... If trousers matter and Jeeves says, the moment will pass, sir. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fantastic. But uh, no, Narin, I was actually talking about all humans, actually. And that's DNA. Ah, good old deoxyribonucleic acid or Danny A to his friends. <laughs> so what light uh, do you want to shed on this vital molecule, Chuck? Increasingly, there is talk about DNA being used as a storage device. Mm-hmm. So that piqued my interest, uh, as it were. Uh, but before that, let's address the elephant in the room. The person who discovered DNA. I don't like where this is going. <laughs> his male child seemed to have a pain in the neck. So the scientist said, what son? Crick. Terrible, terrible, so yeah. terrible. I know. Sorry, I, we had to get it out of the way. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Anyway, it's important we understand what DNA itself is before jumping into how we can put all our pawn on it. Mm. Marketing majors would be shocked to know that DNA is actually a thing. Okay, mm. and it's not like just something that is part of every brand, like <laughs> DNA of Amul, yeah, DNA of Coke. That, yeah. that is that comes from deep within your marketing <laughs> DNA. <Yeah. laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, like, wow, this thing actually exists in real life, is yeah. it? Yeah. So, uh, before Chuck makes a joke on all the other parts of the cell, let me step in here. For easy comparison, let's take a PowerPoint presentation, something Mm. we are all very familiar with, especially Chuck and I. Uh, It's made up of hundreds or maybe thousands of slides. Each slide is made up of bullet points, poorly formatted, overworded bullet points, Mm. as is norm. Each bullet point is made up of words. Each word is made up of... Alphabets? Uh, usually, yes, but this is a marketing PowerPoint presentation. So, guess. <laughs> the entire presentation is basically a collection of millions of little pieces of gas. Just like that, the bodies of all living creatures have very basic chemicals called amino acids, which together form proteins, which then, of course, go on to form cells, which then go to form organs, which, when put together, form organisms. And this process is true no matter whether you're a cute kitten or a great white shark or whether you're Elon Musk or, of course, Donald Trump. Oi, oi, oi. I'm willing to challenge you on the fundamental composition of Trump, okay? I have a sneaky suspicion that his molecular code is made out of gold flake sewage rather than proteins. But that, perhaps that's an explanation for another <laughs> So what happens is uh, new proteins need to be made all the time in our body. Uh, but proteins have to be made in a very specific shape. Otherwise, it goes all wrong and becomes unusable. Uh, much like, just imagine like, there's a guitar with no place to put strings mm-hmm. uh, useless like that or a Kingfisher Airlines stock document in 2015 <laughs> useless like that unless or, it is printed on soft and absorbent paper <laughs> yeah. Yeah. or any copy of the Times of India yeah, yeah. Uh, sure. in order to ensure that new proteins are made exactly the way that they should be there are a set of codes hundreds of codes for hundreds of proteins hmm. all these codes are written in a book it's a very very difficult to read book called DNA and it's difficult to read not because it's long terribly boring and makes zero practical sense like Lord of the Rings come on (laughs) it's it's because it's long and spirally Mm. so 
TLDR uh, DNA is like this massive line of code which holds the key to making proteins but the DNA itself can't be bothered to move so it conveniently creates copies of parts of itself and shuttles these off to protein making factories called ribosomes here proteins are made according to the genetic code contained in the RNA and in the meantime people from Lokandwala Andheria are like bro why so much trouble to get protein just go to Rocky Fitness <laughs> now <laughs> So net net DNA is a programming language of our body which is why i suppose a wrong line of code can lead to some flawed programs like Donald Trump <laughs> the president of the USA cannot be compiled programming error about now <laughs> thank you for that biology lesson chuck uh, we should get back so to storage now this is my memories no when is the last time you heard the word ribosomes <laughs> <laughs> i know yeah so dna can be artificially synthesized in laboratories and can also be read okay this is nothing new research for this has been going on for years if not decades quoting some controversy as well like what with cloning and stuff being involved so but let's not get into that right now of course uh, many humans should not be too scared of uh, this either f- because for years the pop music industry has been using algorithms to pretty much churn out the same song year after year and we don't seem to mind i am assuming you didn't exactly like shape of you by ed sheeran no <laughs> you guessed correctly so what happened is last year uh, scientists at the university of washington successfully stored on and recovered data from artificially synthesized dna wow yeah so Firstly there's a fact that DNA was made in a lab and then there was a fact that they were able to store data on it and then retrieve data from it mm. now you might wonder what the big whoop about all this is and whether it's worth breaking our collective scientific heads over figuring out if you need to buy your own personal DNA printer but get this 1 cubic millimeter 1 millimeter cube can store an exabyte of data wow. that's 10 raised to 18 bytes wow. uh if you can't picture that that's basically a million tb wow okay so let's assume that a single music file is 50 mb if you want to listen to it properly in flac that is of course uh, if you have not guessed so far chuck is a uh, music snob of simplified uh <laughs> hey amit agreed to this episode being recorded in high res audio anyway so if uh, just assume that a song is 50 mb okay so that means 1 tb can hold around 20971 songs so 1 million tb holds and i kid you not 20 billion 971 million 520000 songs and you usually see numbers only like this when the congress commits a scam <laughs> now assuming each song is 5 minutes that's a lot of minutes which is basically 199500 years of music holy shit almost yeah. 200000 years of music in 1 cubic millimeter wow, wow, wow that's basically wow, wow. the point that i was trying Amazing. to make incredible this, packing density of yeah 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 they say that the entire content of the internet the whole bloody internet mm. all right can be stored in an area as large and i use that term very loosely over here a sugar cube so that's like the pop culture representation of the entire content of the internet equal to one sugar cube wow. yeah. uh yeah so yeah. that's basically the upshot Uh, of this so how come it's so efficient in storage this is like it's not just exponential this is like a whole new paradigm right so my first guess is that uh, current storage puts datas on 
zeros and ones where DNA has four things, right? A C G A C G T. Yeah, yeah. I remember this stuff. Adenine, cytosine, guanine, and thymine. The four components of DNA. Don't worry, we shall visit them again in the pandran section of this. Of course. Sorry about that. I see the RNA in your brain is working fairly well. Uh, yes. So yes, that is one of the reasons. But there's another reason actually. Uh, uh, DNA, uh, like Donald Trump, is extremely dense. Uh, <laughs> DNA. Unlike Donald Trump, is very compact. <laughs> so it's a combination of both. This reminds facts. me of uh, this. You know, they had a controversy about uh, the, uh, Donald Trump uh, saying mean things about uh, Miss Universe yeah, uh, yeah, winner yeah, 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 yeah. because she bloated up yeah, yeah, too yeah, much. Yeah. yeah. So my suggestion at that time, I thought it was very clever, but nobody sort of uh, <laughs> was that he should have instead of doing saying all those nasty things, he should have called a Miss Early Universe. Because oh. she was hot, hot, dense, and rapidly Oy. expanding. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if that if that mic was not tethered to that pole, you would drop it and walk away right now. <laughs> so where were we? Okay. Mm. So DNA is extremely dense and it's very compact. So it's mm. a combination of both these factors that makes it actually very good storage. Mm. Additionally, other storage devices like Donald Trump are prone to corruption. <laughs> Hard disk drives, unlike Donald Trump, need a constant supply of electricity to keep them running. Mm. Hence, the maintenance of which, like Donald Trump, works out super expensive and some would say needlessly so. Uh, DNA storage is, like Donald Trump, seemingly resistant to everything and in fact scientists have found actual natural DNA that like Donald Trump supporters believes dates back to prehistoric <laughs> times I like how so, Donald Trump is required to explain yeah, everything yeah, yeah. about DNA yeah. storage so right? uh, long story short there are a lot of advantages of apart from the fact that a lot of data can be stored uh, in very very small areas of DNA storage uh, it's also the fact that it's resistant to almost everything so like a uh, like a CD drive a, a CD for instance a small scratch and is rendered useless mm. a flash drive or a hard disk can fail because of a mechanical error or formatting problem or something at any point of time Correct. but DNA is like resistant to you know pretty much all, everything, pretty much all that and on that note, we are going to take a small break, the duration of which would probably take a 0.01% of a cubic mm of DNA storage. I have a feeling that's still about a few year, few <laughs> million years, but okay. Yeah. We'll be back sooner than that. Yeah, see you around. And welcome back to part 3 of this podcast And unlike the Godfather and Matrix series We promise you this part 3 will be worth your time oh. Wow, you're on a streak of bashing pop culture today, aren't you? <laughs> Don't even get me started on Game of Thrones Anyway, before we start this It's important uh, for you guys to know The first images that were ever transferred through this medium uh, It's a historic moment, guys You're on the verge of successfully completing an experiment That could actually change human lives and the world Reduce storage by thousands of percentage points Pretty much save all the electricity that's being used to power storage because DNA doesn't need electricity to power it unlike our hard disks uh, and servers so you want these images to be iconic right mm. the first images that are going to be transmitted these are going to be the one giant step or good luck Mr. Gorski <laughs> <laughs> uh, of 
DNA storage. And it started off well. There were three images. The first of them was the Sydney Opera House. Nice choice. Nice sunset. Nice colourful crowd. Evocative. Yeah. Huh? yeah so, and the second pick was a cat with its tongue out. Uh, of course. Uh, okay. Charming, but perhaps uh, succumbing to their preponderance on the internet. Perhaps a hat tip to the role played by ancient Egyptians in solid state binary device storage technologies. Oh my God. Perhaps. <laughs> and the third picture, I kid you not, they had literally all the options in the world. Let's pause and think. They had millennia of content, 2000 if you're Christian, mm. uh, worth of content that they could put out. Like every single picture ever imaginable. And they go with the monkey smiley. <laughs> the one of him covering his face. That's right. Wow. That picture was a meta for itself. Wow. <laughs> Imagine, there'll be a museum somewhere with the Mona Lisa. Right next to it, uh, Gra- uh, Gramble's telephone. Next to it, the first computer to have internet on it. And next to it, a pixelated image of a stupid monkey sheepishly covering his face. <laughs> as if he'd send a proposal for a business pitch to his girlfriend. And a proposal for fellatio to a major MNC clients <laughs> market. Manager. Though uh, going true to form of with marketing uh, uh, industry uh, with clients, never get ready. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> never get ready. But yeah. uh, not a bad idea. <laughs> Basically, how that works also. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, when can we expect to buy these DNA-based pen drives, Chuck? Uh, yeah, I think you just need to. I don't count on the next uh, big billion sale for that. <laughs> I must say that as uh, a University of Washington experiment, which of which we talked about that is uh, writing data on and retrieving data from DNA that experiment it wasn't the first time storage and retrieval was done actually uh, four years ago uh, scientists from the European Bioinformatics Institute in Cambridgeshire in UK successfully did exactly the same thing and their body of work which they transferred onto a DNA and extracted was 154 of uh, Shakespeare's sonnets 26 second audio clip of the I Have a Dream speech by Martin Luther King and the well known paper on the structure of DNA by Watson and Crick themselves and a photograph of the EBI headquarters in the UK and of course a file describing the methods behind converting the data so all this they managed to put onto DNA and extract from DNA the difference between the 2013 experiment and the one that they did right now which is causing waves is in the 2013 experiment the entire strand of data would have to be sequenced even if you want a small piece of information which is to say that mention all these things Shakespeare sonnet and the speech etc etc suppose you wanted only like the photograph of the headquarters you would still have to like sequence everything else so you had no choice and this is a painfully long process so it's not like you know uh, it takes like a couple of minutes or seconds more you actually have uh, it's really really long time that it takes to sequence everything just to get that one small thing that you want and that practical application for us is very difficult right like Mm. a major factor for us for this technology to be practical is that we select whatever parts we need from what is stored so this is why the second experiment is as important and path breaking so Srikant I don't think we are going to be able to see cool pen drives anytime soon sorry the thing is you see it's still supremely expensive the 2013 experiment cost $12,400 to encode data and $220 for retrieval of data per MB Damn. Yeah, that's a total of $12,620 per MB. If you run that by our earlier music example, Mm. the one millimeter cube full of high-res flat music would cost $12 billion billion. <laughs> or roughly uh, 164,000 times the GDP of the entire world wow. right now. But but I am regular customer. Mail le price bolna. Five percent discount. Five percent discount. Five percent cashback. 
ఫ్రెండ్స్ంగ్ కాల్డ్ ఇగ్వానిన్ Wow. Get it? Make it stop. Just make it stop. At least there's probably only one left, I guess. No, no. The, the fourth component I couldn't make a joke on it. So let's go to other parts of the cell now. In the good old days, along with protein, women who worked in the fields used to carry food grains and they held them very close to their breasts. Hence, it was said that protein is made by... ైన్యూర్ <laughs> <laughs> terrible bad <laughs> this is yeah. like mitochondria to all all spontaneously all mitochondria come and going on strike and all yeah, yeah. <laughs> destroy each other uh, okay. so that's all i have sorry hmm. we're very sorry about that listeners hmm. apparently that's the usp of the show now though hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so while we still maintain some sanity let's sign off this has been simplified your fortnightly dose of wisdom and if you haven't subscribed to us already now would be a good time get out your phones download a good podcast app like pocket cast those unlucky enough to still be on apple devices you can use that stupid Ooh. native podcast app what you have and search for simplified and just subscribe to us you can also find us on several places on the web by just typing in simplified telling google no you did not mean simplified and clicking on many of the sites that host our feed we recommend audioboom and we would also recommend downloading the ivm app where you'll find not just our podcast but a bunch of others as well check them out and we will see you soon in a fortnight with more wisdom and more bad jokes yes have a great fortnight please do come back <laughs> we are not <laughs> all bad <laughs> bye